And he was like freaking out. He's so happy. And I thought that's like, that's ultimately the thing with optimism is like, so you're telling me there's a chance, you know? <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to this week's expansive podcast. I am back in Dubai looking at the marina while I'm recording this, and Eric is back in Cape Town. How are you doing, Eric? Hey, brother. Yeah, good. Uh, beautiful Sunday morning, taking it easy, catching up with you and our listeners. So always a pleasure. Yes, what a fantastic thing to be doing on a Sunday morning. And today's pod, we have a couple different subjects that we're going to be diving into. Thank you for everybody that has been giving us feedback uh, around how to make it tighter and better and more engaging to mm. listen to. And we're taking all your feedback and getting, and one of the feedback is get straight into the pod, John. And yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. And so we're going straight into it. And we have a whole bunch of topics around context and how important context is the growth of podcasts and how phenomenal the growth has been and really starting to fine tune uh, what podcasts are actually are all about. And Eric has also got some subjects for us to discuss. What are we discussing from your end, Eric? Yeah. So a bit of optimism, a bit of pessimism, a bit of uh, big changes that are happening in the world uh, regarding tech, especially tech companies having a retrenching people. Um, and then also I think how you can optimize for hiring and firing in times to come. So yeah, lots to cover. Let's talk about the pod. Before we, before we talk about this, before we talk about it, I want to quickly say something. So uh, you messaged me this morning and you're like, cool, we have this, 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 and this, we're going to be discussing. And then you said, geez, I've like, I've fallen in love again with the pod. And I thought that was, uh, it's awesome because I think we we both have a renewed energy around the pod coming into the year. Um, but I'd love to ask you what, like what happened? Why do you think you have this sort of new and why have you fallen in love with the pot again? Not that you've fallen out of love with it, but like why, why the renewed energy? I, I, you know, I say this to everybody who speaks when, like when I meet somebody and they've been watching me online or somehow some work that I've done has impacted their life. I'm always surprised. I'm always surprised every single time because I'm just so busy doing what I do. I'm not often thinking about the repercussions or the ripple effect. And Obviously, what we do is built around helping ourselves and helping organizations and people out there. And, you know, you and I were already mm. starting to think about doing different things with the pod. And we got that Spotify top 5% shared. And then other top South African um, podcasters double. I mean, totally not in our category of shared around the world. And I, mm. again, was reminded at how far the pod goes. And I just didn't know, you know what I mean? And I just didn't have that insight into the impact it has. And now that I've again reminded myself or been reminded by Spotify, I'm just like enthused again because I've realized that on the other side of this mic, lots of people are listening and lots of people are enjoying it. And, you know, I say this to you privately every time. It's like, I'm still enthralled by the life that's been presented to us in the modern time that we can just sit and have a conversation. And we think it's a, Okay. I mean, we think it's a fun conversation, but people are having really dramatic experiences with the pod. And I just think it's just fantastic. And I'm so happy that people are joining us on this journey. Mm. And again, just absolutely surprised. I mean, I'm just like, great. I'm so happy that everybody's along with it, you know? So, and, and you, mm. what, do you have any thoughts on that? Mm. Yeah, same. I think it's that, but it's also, um, you know, because we're also picking up our energy, it's just also... It's fun to be involved in, 
Um, so I think we've, we've both had a bit of a moment with like, oh, wow, like top 5% most shared in the world uh, through Spotify. That was a really awesome moment. And then on top of that, we, you know, you are always sending me messages. I'm sending you messages about the pod and, and how it's uh, feedback that we receive. But then also just like, because you're enthused, I'm enthused. And I'm, I think because I'm enthused, hopefully that enthuses you. And, and I think that creates a bit of forward momentum as well. And then we're seeing the effect of that also on the metrics that we are tracking. So I think all in all, there's just a lot of positive momentum that's carrying us. And I, th I think that speaks very well to some of the things that you've been seeing in terms of uh, podcast stats and, and how podcasts are growing as well. I think there's a shared kind of um, enthusiasm maybe globally around the space of podcasting. I, I agree. And uh, I think we're maturing into the world of podcasting. And uh, yeah. people are now having their favorite podcasts. No. You remember when we were kids, the DJs that were our favorite DJs it was Alex J or DJ Fresh or um, Barney Simon. I mean, these are the characters that we looked up to and listened to every week. And I guess what's happened with podcasts and shows and hosts is that now we have access to these 3 million podcasts out there and we can now start to find and define which are our favorite ones. And you and I have spoken about our favorite ones. And I often get people telling me, you know, I listen to three podcasts or I listen to four podcasts or two podcasts and you guys are one of them. And so I think what's happened is that we have also mm. incorporated podcasts into our daily lives and said, when I travel, when I run, when I train, when I do whatever it is, that habit has been formed to listen to a podcast. So it's one podcast on their own or maturing as well as our habits and behaviors in engaging with them. But you just gave me a stat mm. off air that I found, found really interesting. What was that about a podcast? Yeah. So the, the stat was that uh, new podcast creation has dropped 80% since 2020. So like the amount of podcasts that were created in 2022 versus the amount of podcasts that were created in 2020 has dropped by 80%. That's amazing. That's an unbelievable stat because That's everybody yeah. seems to have a podcast, right? And I mm. think it was that proliferation of, okay, it's easy to make a podcast, no barrier to entry. But then only once your mother and aunt had listened to it for the fourth episode, you ran out of steam, right? So, yeah. Um, mm. and, I, and I think that, again, this shows to the maturing of podcasts. It's not just about having a podcast. It's about really having some longevity to it. And, and, and I've used this example before, but I remember pre-2008, there used to be dozens of real estate agent signs on the corner of every corner in suburbs in South Africa. And then 2008 came and just cleaned out every, every real estate agency except the big five. And then post 2008, now only you see the big five, they are the only ones who stead the sort of the, 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 the tough times. And this is exactly the same mm. thing with pods, right? So they had that initial excitement that everybody could be a podcaster and now the, the only people that are passionate enough or maybe have enough to say on a weekly basis are able to keep it going. So very happy that mm. that has happened. Mm. And, you know, pods have been around for quite a while since uh, 2004 uh, where we had our first podcast uh, released around the world. And so it's around 20 years that, that it's been going. And there was a huge surge in popularity of podcasts um, in COVID-19. Uh, with many people sort of uh, turning into podcasts as their way of information and entertainment while we were in the quarantine. And on average, they reckon people in the first world have seven different podcasts that they tap into, depending on what mood they're in and where they are and what they're up to. But they usually have one or two of their favorites that they always look up 
and look for. And now somebody who posted on LinkedIn said, I've been refreshing my podcast uh, page, waiting for you guys to launch. Thank goodness you launched already. Bloody hell. <laughs> and I thought that was such a great compliment. Yeah, listen, um, I, I, I wanted to quickly jump in there because like as you said that, what it made me think of is maybe what they're also seeing um, is that because there was a surge in 2020, maybe like into 2021, maybe there was a, like because there was a surge of podcasts, all of a sudden when you compare that to 2022, now there's a big right. dip because it, it feels more right. normalized again, okay, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So actually, like maybe it's not like against uh, typical growth, but against the sort of asymmetrical growth that you might have gotten because of Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't, anyway, I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, I just... I need to look at the data, yeah. Look, also, I think we must realize that podcasts create a very intimate relationship uh, between the speakers and the listeners because you're spending an elongated amount of time with somebody and in a very personal space between you and them. Much easier to create that sort of relationship on voice than it is on video because on video you need both your eyes and your ears engaged, whereas mm. you just need your ears engaged where you can be doing something else. So mm. the intimacy is uh, a lot more deeper. Also, podcasts really touch on every range of topic. Anything that you want to find out about, you can do through podcasts. But what is really growing is universities and um, sort of uh, colleges are using podcasts to supplement lectures and uh, course material. Mm. So you can find going to bed podcasts, sleeping podcasts, waking up podcasts, business podcasts, political podcasts. And so there's really a range out there. And I have a very uh, clear relationship with my podcast co-hosts and uh, not co-hosts, sorry, the, the podcast I listen to. And I, I, I love, I love them. You know, I, I also refresh the ones that are my favorites and I also really dive into them. It's always between my first million and uh, Scott Galloway. Those two are always my favorites that I like to listen to. So please do share with us other ones that you listen to as well on our posts on social media. We'd love to get the community to be sharing the same thoughts, the same ideas of uplifting ourselves and being expansive for the future. So that's really what I've got to say about podcasts. Mm. Yeah. So what would, your, what would your bottom line be there for anyone listening at the moment regarding if, they, like, if they're thinking about going into a podcast or not? Like, where's your thinking around that? Firstly, share our podcast widely as possible uh, when you think about people <laughs> who need to hear what we're saying. But secondly, look, I think as personal brands, you need to be expressing yourself multidimensionally and multimedia. And Podcasts do a couple of things. One, they force you to think about topics in deeper ways mm. so that you can share them. Again, it always comes down to if you want to master a topic, teach it. And this becomes the idea around it. So I always suggest try, just try, try everything. Like try everything out there. Write a book, try it. Make a podcast, try it. The process mm. of going through trying it gets you to learn about it. And I had breakfast this morning with somebody and I've been invited to speak at a big conference in Saudi Arabia on the future of education. And he was asking me about what is the future of education? And I was saying to him, it's really not about absolutes anymore. It's about being enthralled in the creativity of a project and allowing that outcome to be the outcome of it. But really the focus should be on doing things that engage your excitement, fascination, curiosity. And if podcasts are part of that, then dive deep. Don't worry about the repercussions. Just worry about mm. your creativity and how you want to get stuck into it, you know? So the answer is, in short, mm. do it. Try it. Figure it out. If it hits, do great. It. If Try it doesn't, it. doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Keep mm. going, you know? So, yes, we've been having fun with it, mm. and I imagine other yeah. people would too. Listen, and the great thing is that, um, you know, as the market matures around podcasting, it just becomes easier and easier and it becomes cheaper and cheaper. And so, like, you know, 
mm. the fact that um, that fewer people have started podcasts in some ways, like cool, less competition. On the other hand, it's like oh, that's kind of a pity. Like uh, you know, people shouldn't be dissuaded from trying to do new things. Um, but mm. to, to latch onto that, so we decided that we were going to inc- uh, we want to introduce a new segment every single week, and that segment is going to be AI tool of the week. Uh, we've spoken extensively about AI. I think we'll continue to speak about it. Mm. Uh, we are always encouraging people to partner with AI, to think of it as uh, your new best, smarter, faster sidekick. So all of these tools, mm. we are we are here to, to share them with you in the hopes that you'll go and try it, that you'll um, be more curious about how to use these tools in your daily work, in creating the future, whatever it may be for you. So the tool that I have, and we'll take turns, like every week I'll share one, then you'll share one, and we'll do it like that. Uh, the tool that I wanted to share this week is Microsoft Designer that just came out. It was just launched earlier this week. And it's essentially Canva, but on steroids. So I've played about with it a little bit. Uh, essentially what it does is that you, you know, when you log into most sort of uh, Photoshop-type apps or Canva-type apps where you are busy creating some sort of graphic element, Usually the starting point is like choose a template or here's a blank screen, like start putting stuff on it, like images and text and whatever. Not with Microsoft Designer. When you log into Microsoft Designer, the first thing you see is a prompt screen, a text box. Mm. And so Mm. it just, again, says to us the skill for the future is going to be prompt engineering. So what you then do is you have to tell the AI what you want. And you can say to it, I want a post that announces, I want a LinkedIn post, because now it already knows what the dimensions need to be. I, I, need to, I want a LinkedIn post that announces the expansive podcast's latest episode. And by the mm-hmm. time you're done typing that last E, it's already there. It's already created eight different templates for you based off of your personal preferences. And on top of that, you can tell it what sort of colors that you want. It will already pull in your brand colors for you. Uh, you can upload a picture with that, or you can ask it to create a picture for you that is completely bespoke. That is a text to uh, to image generation, mm. and I just think it's absolutely incredible. You know, like before, you had to have taste when you were designing because you had to go and put all the things <laughs> together. Now you can rely yeah. on the taste of AI, yeah. and it'll yeah, put those yeah, things yeah. for you. In yeah. um, on that same note, Adobe also has a, a similar tool for voice. So you can record your, yourself speaking on your phone camera. Um, and Adobe's new technology is so good that by the time it's rendered your voice, your audio, for that mm. video, it sounds mm. like you were sitting next to a, a podcast mic. Mm. So, you know, it's amazing that all of these tools are able to take um, our creativity and supercharge it. It's able to take deficiencies and make it better. And I really mm. want to encourage you. I think Microsoft Designer, you still have to like apply to get into the beta program. So mm. go and check that out. Um, but again, the the aim of this sort of quick segment is go play, go try. Now, I think it's great. Thank you. I did register actually for it and I'm waiting for them to give me access. Mm. Now, I think I did a talk on Saturday morning and this stuff's terrifying to most people out there, especially if they've never mm. heard about it before. And uh, have never kind of like for the first time they hear that this is doing this. It's incredibly terrifying because it's it's taking away their ability to earn money. And I imagine this must be a, a major issue around the world. And I think it's important for us to think about the context of the scenario 
that gives us the ability to become curious about it. Because as much as you do say, be curious, people aren't. They're firstly scared and terrified. And so if we think about context, and um, really the concept here is when you understand the context of something, your motivating factor, your behaviors, your ability to action something changes. Now, two examples that I did some research on was, one, if people get into very, very cold water without knowing it's good for them, they get hypothermia within a minute or two. If they know it's good for them, they can stay in there for 10 minutes and they have fantastic benefits uh, from it. The other study was, if you think stress is good for you, you can turn it inside your body to make it something that pushes you and propels you rather than something that drains you. And they also did some, uh, they did a presentation uh, to a hotel brand in Miami and spoke to the staff around wellness. And they gave them all Fitbits and told them that when their heart rates go up, they lose weight because that's how it works. And these Mexican ladies that cleaned the rooms were watching their heart rates go up while they were working and they started losing weight. They did exactly the same thing without knowing this information. And once they had the information, it totally affected them differently. Mm. So mm. if you don't know, there's a, a, an opportunity to change your brain to be able to get to a point of being curious about things that could possibly take your current income process away, you then become very scared of it. And so the context here is that realize is that just like the steam engine replaced farmers and replaced those people that were doing hard labor, we evolved as human beings and we developed new skills. The people that did the best weren't the ones who knew what was coming at the outcome of the steam engine being represented to the world, but really were curious about developing new ways to add value to the world. And so your curiosity, your malleability of your brain, your personality, which is about exploring the unknown, becomes your superpower. We are all in this boat together. When you hear about ChatGPT taking away our ability to write new books in a, a fashion that was much more regarded than it's going to be in the future, this is a scary thing for us because you and I have to start thinking about other ways to express ourselves and to bring gravitas to our brands around the world. And books, I, I still am thinking it's not going to be something that's as powerful as it used to be. So here's the context. The context is we are all in this together. The future requires you to evolve who you are and to bring new skills to the world. And remember that you are not a farmer anymore. 99% of the human population were farming pre the steam engine and now nobody's farming. Mm. And so we have to realize that this is just an evolvement of where we're going and we have to think about new ways to figure out how to add value. Now, mm. nobody knows what the outcome is. Nobody. And so the only thing you can do is be adaptable and curious. And the only way you can be adaptable and curious is there a process of making your brain more malleable and more comfortable with unlearning and relearning. And when you're able to do that, now you're adaptable, agile, and optimistic through the process of building agile optimism. And how do you do that? If you've been listening to this podcast, I don't need to tell you. Meditation. Meditation, meditation, meditation gives you the opportunity to have your gray matter become adaptable. And if you don't meditate, it means you're not flexible in your mind. Just like if you weren't stretching and going to gym, your body becomes less flexible. Your brain does exactly the same thing. So the context here is, it is scary. We're all in it together, but we need to be able to have the opportunity to, to dissect the tools that gives us this adaptability. Mm, sure. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, when you say optimism, um, I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week and the guy was saying that optimism is our ability to keep trying. And I thought that was like, it was so spot on, you know, like when someone switches into a, like a pessimistic point of view or um, they, they entire like lifestyle just becomes filled with pessimism. It's kind of like you stop trying. You just, you, you feel like such a victim um, and you feel like there's just no options in front of you. And he said that the way that you end up going beyond that is that you have to kind of argue with yourself. You have to say to yourself, well, if you look at like this pessimistic point of view, is it really true that there is nothing that you can do? And of course, like once you ask the question, you realize there's always something that can be done. And if there's always something that can be done, then there's reason to be optimistic. I also thought it was a nice way of, of thinking about it because if you see someone trying, even if they, if they seem like they're in the deepest hole and they seem quite depressed to you, but you can see that they're still trying, that means there's still optimism alive in them. You know, and, and uh, I don't know, there's something about that that just kind of fires me up and makes me think that you know, we can always look for a little bit of optimism to help grow that into something bigger. Yeah, you're so right. And, and I think also we realize that our bodies wake up with cortisol in them to push us out of bed to get going. Mm. And if you don't manage that cortisol, it turns into anxiousness. And that anxiousness starts off as a little bit of a twinkle at 6 a.m. and becomes a monster by 11 a.m. And it really becomes a process of managing that emotion and putting yourself beyond that mm. emotion and continuously practicing yourself to be beyond that emotion. Because if your emotions are unfit, then you're just having a bad day, bad week, bad month, and your personality is being triggered. And so what we have to do is keep continuously mm. managing those emotions. It becomes by far the most important thing. When you have stable, mm. a calm heart and a clear mind, you can quite comfortably be curious and experiment and not be addicted to an absolute outcome and allow the process itself to lead you. Mm. And so, yes, it's, mm. it's, it's a very different way of actually you know, applying ourselves. Mm. And, and that's the key. So you can't see AI as your friend if you're stressed. Mm. You just can't. Mm. You can't see these tools as a ability to make yourself better when you're in survival mode. Yep. But when you're in yeah. creative mode and when you're in collaborative mode, not only is your AI is your collaborative friend, but so are other people. Mm. And so it comes down to, again, how you're seeing the world, how you're perceiving it so that this can become something you engage with. But I think this is a great mm. time for you to also speak about your other topic that you wanted to speak about, the sort of uncertainty that we are in. Yeah, well, I actually think what we've been saying just ties in so nicely with it, you know, because I was speaking to a friend of mine that does uh, lots of sort of team development and leadership development for companies like Microsoft. And we were speaking about this process of change because, I mean, ultimately that's everything that we do, right? It's like the talks that we do, the podcast, all of it is about helping people to embrace, understand, be more effective in the process of changing because it, it's, it's in everything. If you want to fix a weakness, let's change. If you want to improve something that you're already good at, let's change. If you want to innovate, disrupt, transform, all of that's change. So everything comes back to the same process. And so the, the more effective you become with this process, the better. But there is a frustration because very often, you know, if you're a, a team that goes to an offsite and you identify certain things you want to change and then you try and get into it on the Monday and it doesn't happen, you get frustrated. Um, you sit down for New Year's, you go, cool, I have this New Year's resolutions that I want. Uh, I want to be fitter, healthier, happier, whatever the case. And for a while it goes well, and then it all falls by the by. Your process of change is not being effective. And we get frustrated by that. But we have to realize that as much as we want change to be a simple process, and as much as it's simple on paper that I want to go from A to B, 
in in practicality, it is extremely complex and nuanced and layered. And the the layering that we were talking about this week was the fact that you can have your transformation plans laid out. You can have your team development plans laid out. And then, you know, we've been seeing this sort of a barrage of tech layoffs happening. And Microsoft just announced that they were culling somewhere between 10 and 15,000 jobs. You know, and so like, even if you have the best change management program laid out, when those things happen, you know, it has such a deep impact on people's psyche. And so it's almost impossible to guarantee change or to think that change happened in a linear fashion, that this is happening for them at work, but there's also things happening at home. And there are also things happening for them in like their financial world, whatever. Like there's, there's just so many layers to change. And so what you were saying earlier then, you know, about um, being able to move people from a state of being in survival mode or anxious to a state of creativity and collaboration, it becomes so important. And I actually think that we need to continuously be doing that and not expect people to just do it. Like it isn't easy to just do it, right? Um, you can't sit across from them and say, oh, like you're in survival mode? Just don't be there. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. We have, to, we have to guide people towards it, but we also have to just show them the support all the time to help them ultimately get there. When I was thinking about this optimism thing, um, I was reminded of that one scene from like it's the worst movie to reference, but it's the, the only one I can think of, which is Dumb and Dumber. And there's, I don't know if you, did you watch it? Everyone watched it, I'm, I'm sure, of at course. some point. Yeah, yeah. Watched it, yeah. <laughs> did you watch the you second one? Dumb and like, Dumber not to watch yeah, it. It was yeah. excellent. <laughs> no, Dumber and Dumber yeah. was worse. That yeah. was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you need, you need to draw a line in the sand right. somewhere. So, um, I, yeah. Also, I think that slapstick type of comedy changed. It has changed. You know, it was good back then. Yeah. Eventually, it's like, ah. But I had to go back to go like look for the scene. But there's that one scene where like he, this like dude is speaking to this like lady and he says to her, you know, do I have a chance? And she's like, um, he's like, no, no, he says, do I have a chance? Like one in a hundred. She's like, no, it's more like one in a million. And he's like disappointed. And then like he starts smiling and then he's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) <laughs> right? and then he's like <laughs> and there's that meme about it you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah. freaking out he's so happy and I thought that's yeah, like that's so ultimately happy. the thing with optimism is like so you're telling me there's yeah. a chance you know and if yeah. you can just keep coming back to that as a mindset and like always just always just thinking like there is a way out things will work out there is a there is a chance uh, I think it's a great way of being optimistic about the future yeah I mean I, I think you're so right eh? and and it's just a daily practice. It's not a moment by moment practice. It's about managing yeah. those emotions. It's about unwiring and rewiring. And, you know, everything comes down to this. And uh, just every time I'm speaking to anybody, everybody's telling us what to do, but often fall short on the how. And I think all of us have to start mm. tuning up on the how. And I was telling a friend yesterday, it's like, I've got these friends that have created a meditation room in their house and they got the eight year old kid and a 10 year old kid. And every night, they go and at eight o'clock they switch off the TV, they put candles on in that room and then they go into that room, they all sit there and they do a family meditation, 10 minutes and now it's increasing to 12 sure. minutes wow. and just creating that practice uh, for yourself and for your kids really starts putting you in a position whereby you're emotionally stable enough to bring about real optimism into your day and into your life so that you can see all these new sure. tools as mm. fantastic partners. 
And it's a, it's a, it's a very, very sensitive and very, very like, I suppose like weird time for all of us as we start to see the advent of this new type of consciousness that's born next to us, you know, this computer that's coming alive. It's almost like Frankenstein mm. coming alive and all of, like engaging with us in a way that's smarter than other humans. And so it is a, it is a tentative time, you know, and I think we're all going through it again. That's the context, right? We're all in it together. Nobody, you're not being victimized from your job. It's a world of humanity that's evolving. And so, yes, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great mm. time for us to express ourselves more in the process of being creative on a pod or whatever else that you want to be doing, understanding the context of where we are, realizing that change is constantly happening at an exponential rate and it becomes our real duty and responsibility and privilege of choice to become optimistic about this or sink back into old versions of ourselves and victimhood. And finally, and finally, for us to really start to take on the practice of meditation. Really, it's just, I can't stop saying it. Uh, and I say it to everybody that I speak to. Are you telling me you're a fan of meditation? Look, twice a day for an hour and a bit, I am in that, <laughs> in that zone. And I love it because I actually forget where I am. When I'm on a plane or a bus or a car, I just get into that zone. I, I literally forget where I am. I have no idea. And I come out of it. I'm like, oh, yo, I'm on the plane now. Great. So it's, uh, mm. yeah, it's really, it's mm. really been phenomenal. I'm looking for 2023. There's already a couple of dates being released from Dr. Joe for Cancun and Marco Island. And so, yeah, there's a lot coming this year. I hope you join me on one of them, Eric. Are you joining me on one of them? Yeah, that's, that is definitely yeah. the plan. That's definitely yeah. the plan. I think 2023 has to be the year to do one with you. Okay. So I look forward to it. Dude, that's been good. Uh, thank you. Lots of optimism, lots about change, lots about, you know, what we always try and do here is just, we want you to be excited about the future. Mm. That's the, that's the way to look yeah. at it. Um, and if we can come away from this podcast feeling excited about it and not feeling overwhelmed by it, then I think we've done what we needed to do. Yes. Also remember on the 1st of February, we have our expansive AI course that's happening. Uh, we are sharing links. We did last week and we will be sharing links again next week uh, around it. So please do join us. It is a free webinar. Also, we've had some people reaching out to us uh, to, to work with us. And what we're really looking for is advertising, sponsorship, and collaboration partners with brands. So if you know of any, please do share this podcast with them. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Ciao.